Hi there, welcome to Shiloh Tabernacle London. We're located in South East London in Woolwich Dockyard, Block 1, Unit 9, Dockyard Industrial Estate, Woolwich Church Street, SC18 5PQ. Join us for our Bible study every Friday from 7.30 to 9pm and you can't miss our Sunday services packed with prayer, vibrant worship and a powerful word. First service is 9am to 10.30 followed by our family service from 10.30 to 12.30. And now for the best part, let's get into the word. Glory to God. Good morning to you, child of God. In the name of Jesus Christ, I welcome you yet again and we continue in prayer. And I want us to talk about this morning about being future-proof. Hallelujah. How to face the future. How to be men and women who remain stable against, you know, all, against all assaults in the name of Jesus. Because that's what the enemy does. The enemy is going to keep on sharpening and, uh, you know, and um, sophisticating all his uh, attacks upon us. He's going to increase. He's not going to abate, but in the name above every other name, what I know is the Bible says that when the enemy comes in like a flood, mm, what will happen? God will lift up a standard. And in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, I speak a standard right now, a lifting of a standard in that life right now, in Jesus' mighty name, in that body. May the Lord lift up a standard in your body in the name of Jesus. May the Lord lift up a standard in your children in the name above every other name. May the Lord lift up a standard in your finances. May the Lord lift up a standard in your health. May the Lord lift up a standard in your relationships in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the Living God. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, I know He has come in like a flood. Man, the floods will not take you out in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the Living God, for He is with you. The Lord is with you. The Lord is with you, child of God. The Lord is with you all the way in the name above every other name. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, the future looks, uh, when you look at the future, when you look at the trends, you see that what, where we are going is, um, is, is uncertain. And at uh, times as Christians, we begin to get um, so frustrated. We begin to get so dismayed. We begin to get so um, discombobulated. We begin to be so depressed. All sorts of things begin to happen in, um, in, um, in, in our lives. When you turn on the news, there's nothing positive that's coming out. Everything is negative. But I want us to, to, to learn how to uh, face the future. To face the future. Hallelujah. You see, Paul writes in uh, the book of Romans chapter 8, and he says that nothing shall separate him from the Christ, from the love of Christ. You know, he says, I am persuaded that in all these things we are more than conquerors. And he says, if God is for us, who can be against us? And he names the things that, you know, he's not scared of. He names them one by one. And he even says, he's not scared of the present things, nor is he scared of the future things, the, the future things, the things to come. Hallelujah. So right now we want to, to, to future-proof ourselves. You see, when these guys, when men uh, manufacturing stuff, they future-proof future most of the things, they future-proof them. Um, so that, you know, when technology changes, there are, some, there, are, there are some things that are very, very expensive on earth, but all things are always future-proof. So that technology... Uh, the future proof them against the, the advancement of technology for a few years because technology is always evolving. So we ourselves as Christians, as a child of God, we need to be future proof. 
You understand? Whatever the enemy throws at you, whatever the enemy throws in your camp, you need to be future-proof in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Hallelujah. We need to be men and women who know, who are adept at facing the future. How do we face the future? How do we remain relevant in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God? And we're going to go into uh, the Bible. We're going to go into Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter 31. Deuteronomy chapter 31. We're going to be reading many, many, many scriptures. That's why I, I normally advise us to write these scriptures down because they will help us as we continue on our journey of salvation. Jesus Christ said, in this world you will have what? Tribulation. It was a promise. You'll have tribulation. Just because you are born again does not mean you are immune or you are shielded from um, catastrophe, you are shielded from tribulation, you are shielded from all sorts of stuff. You see, in our world, we tend to attribute, to find, to want to attribute things that are happening to somebody, to some uh, sort of sin, because somebody has sinned, that's why, that's why they are going through thick and thin. I remember many years ago when we were in Mulago Hospital, after Apostle uh, Jess was diagnosed with um, uterine cancer, we had friends, and the friends that you hang out with, the friends that are in church, are the friends that go around and talk behind your back. You understand? They begin to want to, uh, to find out wh why is uh, Reuben going through this? What did he do? Has he sinned? You know, they begin to want to explain away everything that you are going through. But that's not how it works. Not just because you are going through thick and thin doesn't mean that you have sinned. Hallelujah. We also see it as Jesus Christ is accosted by his um, disciples after they find or they meet this young man who was born blind. They want to understand why. How can somebody be born blind? What did he do? Who sinned? Is it his father? Is it his mother? So they want to try and find, you know, explanations. We know what Jesus Christ told them. He said, no, 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 none of them sinned. But all this happened that the glory of God may be made manifest. Hallelujah. And so there are things that are necessary. There are things that are not necessary in your life to happen in your life. That's what those are the things we pray that God takes away. But there are some things that are necessary for you to go through so that you can, you can become the person or the woman, the man that God intended you to be. There are some necessary pains. Hallelujah. There is there are some necessary pains. And you'll wonder and say, really? Yes, there are some necessary pains. There is a way God turns our pain into profit. Hallelujah. There's, there are some pains that he uses to take us to another level and another time we will deal with that and understand that even better hallelujah so jesus christ said in the world you will have what tribulation but be of good cheer because i have overcome amen and amen and why 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 is he saying that he's saying you know what i'm not you're not alone you're not alone and as apostle jesus was uh, leading us in prayer you know, she talked about fear. She talked about fear of the unknown, fear of uh, what has happened to us, fear of the vaccines. People are saying vaccines are going to do this and that, you know. What's going to happen with the Ukraine war? What's going to happen with our world? Uh, is the world folding tomorrow? You know, there's all sorts of stuff that are happening. The, the bills are going through the roof, you know. And it's, uh, it's unbelievable what's happening. But you know what? You as a Christian, you cannot be, you cannot, you cannot cry like those who do not know God. You cannot, we cannot, you know, um, begin to fumble and fiddle like those who do not know God. We have a God, a God. Amen. A God who is with us at all times. And in Deuteronomy chapter 31, 
we're introduced to a portion of uh, scripture where Moses has be just been told by God that he's not going to go to the next, to, to the promised land. God takes him to a high point and shows him and says, you know what, you want to go into the promised land. And we know the reason. The reason is because um, he did not follow the instructions of God and that was on account of the people. So the, the baton is being handed over to Joshua at that moment. And so he's speaking. Moses, um, you know, gathers the children of Israel and begins to speak to them. So in Deuteronomy chapter 31, if you will, 31, let me see where we're going to start. It's going to be a long read, but let's start. And let's start from verse 1. Hallelujah. Amen. This is, um, he's about to pass on the baton. So Moses continued to speak these words to Israel, to all Israel, the Bible says. To all Israel, he was speaking. First he spoke to the, the congregation or the nation. He, this was a national address, just like you see your president addressing the nation, or you see the prime minister addressing the nation, wherever you hail from, whoever is in charge. You know, they have these moments where they say this is a national address. So this is what was happening at this portion, at this time in, in, in history. And the Bible says that he spoke to all Israel, and this is what he said. And he said to them, I am now 120 years old today. Mm -hmm. I am no longer able to go out and come in, he's saying. The Lord has said to me, you shall not go over this Jordan. Mm. The Lord your God himself will go over before you. Did you hear that? The Lord your God himself will go over before you. This is a word for somebody this morning. I don't know who it is, but you know, some, some of us may not need it today, but I guarantee you that you, you will need it. So you can shelve it and keep it somewhere and you'll, you'll, you'll pull it out when the time comes, if this is not for you today. Amen. The Lord your God will do what? He himself, the Lord your God himself, not an angel, he himself will do what? Will go over before you. So whatever it is that is at stake, whatever your next station of life is, whatever the future is, Whatever the economies are being, you know, uh, predicted to be, the pundits are predicting all sorts of stuff. The word for you this morning is that the Lord, your God, himself, Elohim, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Makedesh, <laughs> he will do what? He will go over before you. Do you understand what that says? He is with you. He's going, he's already, he's going ahead of you. And he says he will destroy these nations before you. The Lord is going to fight for you, child of God. In this situation, do not fear. Do not fret. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. He is going ahead of you to do what? To fight for you. He's going to fight for you, child of God. He's going to fight for your children. He's going to fight for your grandchildren. He's going to fight for your friends. He's going to fight for your siblings. He's going to fight for your parents. He is going ahead. He himself is not sending an emissary. He himself, the Lord God himself, is going ahead before you. He will destroy, he says, all the nations that are before you. He will destroy everything, the, every organized, organized uh, attack. You know, the nations, nations are organized entities. Everything that is being organized right now, that's why he says in his word in Isaiah 54, that no weapon fashioned, you see weapons are fashioned, the enemy fashions, the enemy takes time to design. Things do not just happen, accidents do not just happen. He takes time to design them. He takes time to fashion them. He takes time to orchestrate them. 
to set things in motion. But he's saying all those organized assaults, you know, God is going ahead of you. This is prophetic this morning for somebody. I need somebody to pick it. God is going, watch this space. God is going ahead of you, going forward in this half the next second half of 2022 going forward the lord is going before you to destroy every organized assault against you every organized assault against the child of god every organized assault against your family every organized assault against your finances he's going ahead of you sir, to destroy them watch that to destroy them so that you should so that you, sh you shall possess them hallelujah so that you shall possess them we are entering into a moment of possession possessing things that we have been eluding us. As a matter of fact, we're entering into his camp. That's what he was talking about. They were about to cross over into a land that they had never gone to, but it had been theirs. God had given it to them. There are promises that are yours. There are prophecies upon your life. Before God made you, these things, there are things that he orchestrated for you. There are lands that he orchestrated for you. There are dispensation, there are destinies that he, 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 he orchestrated for you. But the enemy has been, you know, in occupancy. But now is the moment that the Lord goes ahead of us to dispossess the things or the people or the demons or the, ag the agents, the enemy and his cohorts that have been in what belongs to you to dispossess them that you may possess them. You understand? It's a moment of entering new territories. It's a moment of entering into our promises in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. This is not the time to fear. This is not the time to fear. Hallelujah. Why? Because you are not alone, you see. The God of glory has gone ahead of you. Did you hear that? It says, so that you shall dispossess them, and Joshua will go at over at your head, as the Lord has spoken. You see? As he's doing this, he has also occasioned, he has also orchestrated men and women of God to go ahead of you. He has orchestrated you, man of God, you woman of God. That's why it's very, very essential. It is very important. It is critically important that even as God goes ahead of you, he still uses men to go ahead of you. Understand that that is the principle of God. He will use men. So if you have a man of God, if you have a man of God that God has placed in your life, you need to respect that man of God. You need to respect that woman of God. Hallelujah. For most of these guys, they were, you know, some of them, you know, we are, we, are, we are older than Joshua. But Joshua, 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 they have got to respect Joshua. Hallelujah. They have got to respect Joshua. I know that at this occasion, at this moment, most of them, most of the older occasion of the older, you know, uh, Kadda has died, but they had to respect Joshua. Listen, all along they have been, <laughs> all along they have been following who? Moses. Do you understand? Moses, they have been following Moses and they have been looking at Joshua as, you know, two eyes, second in command. <laughs> but now Joshua, there are things that are changing things are changing so you need to recognize the man of God they had to recognize uh, Joshua as the man of God they had to respect him so if God has put a man of, of God in your life a woman of God in your life come on honor them honor them honor them because they are God puts them to ahead of you to go ahead of you and then he says in verse 4, we're in Deuteronomy chapter 31, for those of us that are joining us right now, and we are now in verse 4 of Deuteronomy chapter 31. Mm -hmm. 
and the Lord will do to them as he did to Sihon and Og. The Lord had done, the Lord has done some great things, hasn't he? We have got some testimonies under our belt. The Lord who healed the cancer in your life for us, we have got testimony in this house. The Lord who did that cancer a, a, a serious blow. The cancer that was pronounced and said never, no children will ever be in this house. And today we see children in this house. You have seen them ministering and serving God. The God who did that. So we have got history. We have got a testimony. Every one of us here has got a testimony. There is something that God did in your life. Now he's referring to that. God always refers to that. That's why if you do not, you know, if you are a people that forget, you cannot be a people that get stuff, that, that get new stuff. That's why Paul David was able to, to, to conquer what, was, what, was, what had become a problem to an organized army, to a professional army. Hmm? A professional army, men who were steeped in war, men who were sharpened in war, they could not take out a giant. But a young boy who had been looking after the sheep of his father in the backside of the desert stands on testimonies. He says, the God who helped me to kill and take out the, 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 the bears when they came to take my father's sheep, the lions, is the same God who is going ahead of me right now to do what to take out this giant. He stood on a testimony. Do you have a testimony, child of God, this morning? If somebody has a testimony, say, say amen, I have one. Now you're going to stand on that testimony. God is saying, the God, the one who did that, the one who conquered, who caused you to conquer in that, because that very thing that for which you have a testimony, there are some people who died. Some people did not make it. But you made it. How? Because of him. He made it possible for you. So the Lord will do to them whatever is at stake. He will do to whatever is at stake. Whatever is staring you in the face. Whatever problem it is, whatever mountain it is, he will do to it just as he did to Shihon, name it. Uh, and Og and the kings of the Amorites unto their land. Hallelujah. When he destroyed, when he destroyed them. Verse 5. And the Lord will give them over to you. <laughs> he will give them over to you. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. The authority of the believer is coming into reality like never before. He will give them over to you. Let's go to verse 6. Verse 6 says, Therefore, based on that, therefore, based on what the Lord has spoken to us thus far, he says, Be strong and courageous. He's talking to the children of Israel as the congregation right now. Be strong and courageous. Child of God, is somebody on this line this morning, you need to be strong and courageous. Hallelujah. He says, do not fear or be in dread of them. Do not fear whatever you are seeing right now. Do not fear. Let me tell you a fact. A fact is that 80% of what human beings fear never comes to pass. Did you hear that? 80% of what people fear never comes to pass. So you, you find people fearing shadows. It's like we are fearing a shadow. We are in trepidation because of a scarecrow. So you spend most of your quality time on something that will never happen. Wondering, worrying over something that will never happen. Why waste your time? Why waste your resources? Why waste your thinking, you know, faculties on things that will never happen. Oh, I'm going to die of cancer. You, you, you begin to feel a lump here and, say, and you begin, you see yourself dead. You will not die in the name of Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. You will not die before your time. Hallelujah. So be strong and courageous. Do not fear. 
or be in a dread of them of who of the things that are before you i don't know what they are in your lives every one of us here has something that is staring them in the face do not fear it hallelujah it says for it is the lord your god who goes before who goes with you remember the other time he says he'll do what he will go ahead of you so this is what god does god <laughs> our god is an awesome god he goes ahead of you and at the same time he goes with you <laughs> Hallelujah. And at the same time, he goes behind you. <laughs> do not what? Do not fear. Do not be afraid. Do not dread them. For it is you, the Lord your God who goes with you. Listen. He says he will not leave you or forsake you. That is a, a fact. He will not leave you or forsake you. That is a fact. That is not just a fact, by the way. Let me qualify that. It is a truth. That is the truth. I think that's the word. That's, that's the best way to put it. That is the truth. Because there are facts and there are truths. Facts and truths, you know, differ. Because the fact may, may be that you are in pain, but the truth is that you are healed. You see? So that's why there's a difference. The fact may be that you don't have money on your bank account, but that does not mean that you are poor. The truth is that you are rich. Hallelujah. You are rich in his, in, in his riches. Somebody say amen. So the facts and the truth are not the same. They are different. So he says, I will not leave you nor forsake you. And this he's been speaking to the entire nation. Then after that, he turns to who? He turns to Joshua. Now this becomes personal. Hallelujah. So he calls Joshua in verse 7 of Deuteronomy chapter 31. And he says, the Bible says, then Moses summoned Joshua. He called Joshua. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, every one of us here has been summoned. You have been called. You are a called one. You are called of God. Mm. You are called of God. You are called of God. Not everyone comes to know Jesus Christ just like that. You are called of God. The Bible says that he draws. The Father will draw them. The Father draws them to Jesus. You are called. You are handpicked. So he summons Joshua and said to him, In the sight of all Israel, be strong he repeats be strong and what and courageous for what for you shall go with these people into the land that the lord has sworn for you hallelujah for them and then verse it says it is the lord who goes before you verse 8 it is the lord who does what who goes before you it is the lord who goes before somebody say it is the lord who goes before me when you read exodus exodus chapter 13 verse 21 we find that there was a precedence. There was a precedence. Although God is not a predictable God, but there's always a precedence. There's always something that he has done before to which we can use as a point of reference, you know, for us to stand firm in his promises. Hallelujah. And he had done it before. He had done it before. He had done it before. When? In Exodus chapter 13, verse 21. The Bible says, And the Lord went before them. He went before them. Day by day, in a pillar of a cloud to lead them along the way the children of israel as they were coming out of egypt and by night in the pillar of fire to give them light hallelujah why why even at night because at night they should be resting but god does not waste time if in fact when we came to this country when i came to this country i realized that people these cities do not sleep where i came from the cities would sleep you know, um, people would work and go home and that's it. People would come back to work the, the, the following day. But when I came to this country, as you know, you know, the country never sleeps. 
people working day in day out their shifts their day shifts their night shifts what why are they no wonder they are first they are, they are ahead of us no wonder they are the first world you know why they're first world because they don't sleep they work day and night and the bible says that god went ahead of the children of israel by the pillar of a cloud by day and by a pillar of fire by night to give them what light why that they may travel day and night hallelujah that they that they may they may, they may accelerate their their journey that's what god is doing for somebody here right now there's an acceleration god wants you to gain more ground more ground than you would have done in the name above every other name so he goes before you going back to deuteronomy chapter 31 it's the lord who goes before you child of god he will be with you that's why jesus christ came jesus christ came as emmanuel god with us god with us god in us he is with you the god who resides in you is with you you are not alone there is a god that resides in in within you remember you are the temple of the holy spirit you are not alone you may face that mountain but you're not alone you may go into that doctor who's you know reading this diagnosis before you but you are not alone he says i will he will not leave you he will not leave you say the lord will not leave me the lord will not leave you and because of that he says he will not forsake you therefore do not fear nor be dismayed so this is how we are gonna face this future the uncertain future the unstable future hallelujah the future that men and women as you know prophets of doom are, are prophesying this is whatever the devil brings however it shapes out we are gonna face it with confidence number one with confidence you face it with confidence we have made the lord build our confidence in him in the name of jesus christ the son of the living god turn with me to philippians chapter 1 verse 6 philippians chapter 1 verse 6 somebody say confidence yeah confidence confidence you have to face it with confidence mm -hmm. if you are there philippians chapter 1 verse 6 hallelujah this is what paul writes to the church at philippa he says and i am sure of this hmm. i am sure of this this is the time to be sure this is the time to be sure of your god to be sure of the protection of your god to be sure of the provision of of your god to be sure of the security in your God, to be sure in your faith. Now is the time. Now is the, no, it's not a time to dither between opinions, just like the children of Israel did later on, because they dithered between opinions. You know, these are men, these are people who saw God, but they had they, they began to wither, to dither uh, between two opinions. So one leg is serving God, another is serving Baal. Baal. And that's why um, Prophet Elijah takes, takes the challenge at Mount Carmel and says, make a decision, make a decision. For how long shall you dither between two opinions? And this is what's happening today in most of us as Christians, in the future, as we go. The future is not for ditherers. 
The future is for men and women who are confident in their God. Those who know their God, you need to know the, your God. You need to know that your God never forsakes you. You need to know that, yes, the fires will come, but he is there. He is with me, as we shall see later on. He is with me. The Lord is with you, child of God. You have to be sure of that. Yes, things do not look grim, but I know that he is here. He is with me. That's why the psalmist says, I am confident in this. Because my God is a very present help in times of trouble. He is there. He had this revelation that the Lord is there at all times. The Lord is with me. A very present help in what? In times of trouble. And just because I know that, therefore I will not fear. I am confident that he is with me. Yes, I am surrounded by so, 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 lots of debts. I am surrounded by lots of sicknesses. But one thing I am sure of, that one I that one you cannot take it away from me. I know that God is with me. Do you understand? I do not care what the people are saying. Forget. The, people, the, the, the problem with most of us is we, we, we walk, we, we live by public opinion. Public opinion will leave you nowhere. You need to live by God's opinion. As long as God says it, that's what I will follow. Do you understand? If God has not given up on you, why should, why should you give up on yourself? Men will have all sorts of explanations about you. They will have them. They will have them. But one thing, he says, he says I'm confident in this. My God is a present, a present help in times of trouble. I will not fear. That's why he says, even though the, 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 the earth shakes, <laughs> even though the earth shakes, even though the mountain moves from its place, um, it's to, it, you understand what he's talking about? If you see a mountain moving, some of us would disappear. He says, but even if the mountain moves and goes into the sea, I will not fear. Hallelujah. I will not be afraid. Even if it formed waters form, I will not fear. In other words, he's saying, devil, do your best, but I will not fear. Because I know that my God is here, is with me. Let the bills, the, the, the petrol, whatever, go to three pounds. I will not fear. You will have fuel in your in your in your tank. You will have food. In, let me tell you, you are not going to go hungry. Your children will not beg for bread. Whatever it, the Lord is with you because He has already gone ahead of that situation. You see, these these situations are late. They are too late. They are too late. You think God is in heaven wondering what happened in Ukraine? Hmm. He has already gone ahead gone ahead of us. He will make a way. So he's saying, even though the rivers form and do what it says, I know there is a river. There is a river that makes glad the city of Zion. And that is you. He says, and that river is in the midst of her. Where? In her. He is in you. The God of glory is in you. Not only is he with you, he is in you. He is in you. So you have, you have to have that confidence. Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. He says, I am sure of this. This morning, even if we stop there, I, I, you need to be sure of this. That he who began a good work in you, Ragad, did he begin it? <laughs> he will accomplish it. The one who began a good work in you, what will he do? He will bring it to completion. He will bring it to completion. 
Do you understand that? He will bring it to completion. Listen, the psalmist says, the psalmist says in Psalm 57 verse 2, listen to this, Psalm 57 verse 2, he says, I cry out to God most high, to God who fulfills his purpose for me. Hallelujah. Somebody say, oh God, the glory, the God of glory, this morning it is my prayer that you will fulfill your purpose for me. Hallelujah. You see, you are not here for you. You are here for his purpose. And I can guarantee you that his purpose in you will not be thwarted by any force, by any power, by any personality. No, 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 no. He will look after you. He, he, he will look after his interest. Let me tell you, these nations in which we are, the United Kingdom, America, all these first world countries, they have got men and women, you know, in all over the world. But if in that part of the world where their citizens are, should it go into turmoil, do you know what they do? You know what they do? Or some of us, some of us already know what they do. They will send, they will charter planes, they will spend money. Hmm? They will spend money to charter planes to go into these countries to get out, to retrieve, to repatriate their own. To repatriate their own. When the chaos was happening in Rwanda, what happened? They sent for their nationals. You know? And then they leave you guys, the, the, the locals, to kill one another. They rip because they take, they must, they, 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 they must protect their interests, you see? That's what God, that's how God is. God, hey, whenever there is chaos, God will dispatch his, his, himself. As a matter of fact, not just angels. He dispatches himself. He comes himself to retrieve you. Because his purposes in you have got to be fulfilled. I repeat, the purposes of God in you shall not be thwarted. They shall not be destroyed. They shall not be hindered in the name above every other name. <laughs> Never. Watch this. The purposes of the devil will try everything. Listen, this is a news flash. He will not rest. He will he never gives up. The Bible says when he was tempting Jesus that he tempted him and after he could not break through to him, what does the Bible say? That he left him until an opportune time. He will always look for an opportune time. But whatever he does, the purpose of God in you has got to be fulfilled. So we cry to our God, the most high who fulfills, may he fulfill the purposes in your life. Say, Lord, fulfill your purposes for me. Hallelujah. Fulfill your purposes for your children. Fulfill your purposes for my, for your purposes for my children in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Did you hear that? Psalm 138, verse 8. Write those scriptures down. Write those scriptures down because whenever you're praying, you need to invoke them. Do you understand? Psalm 138, verse 8, what does he say? He says, the Lord will do what? The Lord will fulfill. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Say it, somebody. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Say it again. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. So whenever you are about to get out of your house, 
wherever you are going. Said, today the Lord will fulfill his purpose for me wherever I go. You understand? So if there's a man that needs to, a woman that needs to be aligned for you because of his purpose, he will align him along your way. He will orchestrate that purpose. That's how you hear divine connection. <laughs> divine connections happen. Why? Because God is trying to make, not trying, he's ensuring that his purposes in you are fulfilled. If there's somebody who's supposed to help you to go to another level, in whom he has put the, the next step for you because nobody helps you, but God uses that person to help you to go to another level, he will align him in your path. That's why most of you are on this line today. You don't know where I come from. I don't know where you come from, but somehow we are here today. How? How are we here today? It is by divine purpose. Because God knows that there are some, in, there are some words that will come through from him through me to encourage you to lift you to, an, to take you to another level he knows it you are not here accidentally verse 8 psalm 138 write that down the lord will fulfill his purpose for me did you hear that he will fulfill it why because his steadfast love endures forever <laughs> he says the Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. He says your steadfast love, O Lord, it endures forever. And then this is his prayer. Just as we are going to pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, he says, do not forsake the work of your hands. Do not forsake me in this generation. Do not forsake me in this dispensation. Do not forsake me in this crazy world. Do not forsake me in this topsy-turvy economy. Do not forsake me in this sickness. That, that is your prayer in the name above every other name. Do not forsake the work of your hands, O God. I told you nations do not forsake their own people. Hallelujah. If Mercedes-Benz or Toyota makes this, I think they make, is it a Toyota that they are recalling recently? I heard on the radio they are recalling one of the Toyotas. I don't know which make, I forget. But they are recalling those Toyotas. Why? Because the manufacturer has discovered that the wheels can, may come off any time as the cars are moving. Do you understand? So this, whose works is that Toyota? It's the work of Toyota as a company. So Toyota will not you know, for, uh, forsake its works, the works of its hands. What does it do? It recalls it so that it makes it even better. Hallelujah. It makes it even better. We are not going to finish this message. We will continue uh, tomorrow. But listen, to this morning we are praying and saying and decreeing that the Lord will fulfill his purpose in my life for me. He will fulfill his purpose for me. He will fulfill his purpose for you. He will do it for you. He will carry the heavy load for you. When, when, when somebody says, he's going to come and make a cup of tea for me, what does that mean? It means that somebody else is going to go in the kitchen, is going to turn on either the kettle or the sigiri or whatever it is that you use to cook, and he will make that tea while you sit at the table waiting to be served. He will do it 
for you maga regediga the lord will shift that mountain for you in the name of jesus christ the son of the living god the problem with most of us is we want to shift these mountains for ourselves hallelujah today's world is filled with the turmoil it is filled with the trouble and many of us face this with the frustration and doubt and we want to do it for by ourselves you cannot that's why he says cast your burdens to him cast them to him <laughs> cast them to him because he's able to carry them he was he is designed to carry them when you carry them yourself that's why you will end up in depression because they will depress you they will depress you if something is too heavy on you what does it do it depresses you the reason people are depressed is because they are carrying what they are not meant to carry trying to solve what you are not meant to solve it is not your purpose it is his purpose and he will fulfill it for you that is a truth that is a truth and that is a prayer that you need to keep praying and decreeing every other day he will fulfill them, his purpose for you he will not forsake the work of his hands he will not forsake you somebody say amen first thessalonians <laughs> chapter 5 verse 24 this is very interesting write that down first thessalonians chapter 5 verse 24 write it down quickly if you have a drink you can drink with me right now mm -hmm. it's time to drink first thessalonians chapter 5 verse 24 he says he who calls you is faithful mm. <laughs> He who calls you is faithful. That word faithful means he is reliable. He who calls you is reliable. You can lean on him. Just like you enter into a place and you, or, a cha, or a bus or um, whatever it is and there are chairs. What do you do? You just plank yourself on the chair. Boom. Nobody. Oh, none of. How many of you have. You know, before you sit on a chair, you first want to check it. Oh, does this chair have the four legs? Hmm? Is this chair made of metal? As long as it's none of us ever thinks about that. Have, have you ever thought about that? We never. You just plant yourself on the, onto the chair. Why? Because you have you are confident that the chair is faithful. <laughs> now listen. We believe more in the chair. We have faith more in the chair than in God. Isn't that a shame? It's a shame, my child of God. Hallelujah. You're the one who calls you. The one who is who called you out of the pit. Hmm. Some of us came from the pit. Some of you are here. If somebody would just, if the video would be played of you or where you came from, some people would run away from you and say, "Hey, <laughs> is that who she was? Is are these the things she did? The things some of us did." Hmm. That he called you out of that. You are a cold one. A cold one means you are drawn out. That's what the, the, like Moses. Moses was in the in the river Nile, but God drew him out. His, his name means drawn out. God drew out of that sinking mire. He drew you out of that, you know, slimy pit. He called you. 
the one who calls you, the one who summons you, child of God, is faithful. He is a faithful God. And because he is faithful, what does Paul write to say to the Thessalonians? He says he will surely do it. Surely. It's a sure deal. He will surely, surely, surely do it. Somebody said, the Lord who calls me is faithful. And because he's faithful, because he's reliable, because he's steadfast, he will surely do it for me, that which I desire. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, he will surely do it. The Lord will surely do it. He who calls you is what? Is faithful. Read with me in First um, Corinthians chapter one verse nine. Write that down as well. You will need it. First Corinthians chapter one verse nine. First Corinthians chapter one verse nine. Paul is writing the church at Colossae and is saying God is faithful. Let just that sink in. God is what? Is faithful. Do you know God? Do you believe in God? Do you know that you are a child of God? Do you know that God is able? Do you believe that he is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above everything you ever think, imagine, or even pray for? Have you read about what he has done? Have you read his wonders? The God who spoke things into existence. Hallelujah. What we see has been spoken out of the unseen. Meaning that there is more that we have not yet even seen, which remains unseen. And that is the God that we are talking about right now. He is what? He is faithful. That is just that's a word enough for a person today to walk around. That is an oyster for you today to walk around with. That is a ticket for you to walk around with today. God is what? Faithful. Simple. God is faithful. By whom you were called into the fellowship of his son. Hallelujah. We have been called into the fellowship of Jesus Christ. The son, into the fellowship of Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. Into the he is the faithful who called you out. He called you out of your clan. Who called you out of your, 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 your ancestry. You see, there are things that happen in your ancestral land. They, will, they shall never happen to you in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the Lord, because you have been called out. Abraham was called out of his father's land, of his, of, of, of his ancestral line. The Bible says he, God called him. Called him out of Ur of the Chaldeans. He called him out of that, you know, of idolatry. You have been called. I tell you, there are things that happen in your bloodline that shall never happen to you. They will never happen to your children. They will never happen to your children's children. Never shall they see the day of light again in your posterity. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. You shall never see them. Ever. Because the God who calls you is the faith. He has called you into the fellowship of his Son. Into the fellowship of his Son. Jesus Christ our Lord. He is faithful. He is faithful. He is faithful. He who calls you, First Thessalonians chapter four, chapter one, verse twenty-four, back. He who calls is what? Is faithful, and he will surely do it. Did you hear that? The God, the God who began a good work in you, 
There is something that is started in you. Ah, this, you are his project. You are, he has poured a lot in you. He has invested a lot in you. How? By sending himself. God is a self-sender. He sent himself through his son to do what? To purchase you. He invested heavily. You know what an investment means? <laughs> an investment is, is something in which you have poured your all, whole and hard cash money or earnings, whatever you call them, or time, whatever it is. You can invest time into something. Something in which you are invested. You cannot just live like that. That's why you see, you, you, you are not purchased by blood of gods, my friend. You are not, you are, the price tag on you, my friend, the price tag on you, the price tag on your children, the price tag on your grandchildren, the price tag on you is very, very expensive. Nobody could buy you, not even the, enemy, the devil. But God paid a serious price for you. That is the good work that he began. That's why he cannot leave you alone, you see. He did not waste his time. Jesus Christ did not waste his time getting out of glory to step into, into getting out of eternity to step into, you know, in, in, into our lives, into this, this uh, mortality. This frail world, you did not put on this body for nothing. That was not a waste of time. You were valuable. He looked at the dirt and he, threw, he saw through the dirt there was a gem that he needed to rescue. And what was the price? The price was his life. The price was his life. That which he took time to pay for, my friend, he will not leave unfinished. <laughs> he does not start something halfway and leave it. You are not going to die half-baked. Hallelujah. You are not going to die half that warasikara. You are not going to come out half baked. Whatever God has put in you has got to come to pass. It has got to be completed. He will bring it to completion. That goes to every project that you are doing. There are some people here who have got projects that are stalled. They are stalled. But the God of glory who works in you the god of glory who works through you let people laugh let people talk oh yeah he she started this she cannot finish this oh they're about to be shocked the god who works in you the god who lives in you the god who started the good work in you the god who paid for you is about to bring it to completion it will be completed you will complete somebody say i will complete i will complete that is why you need to confidently, confidently wait upon him, confidently lean upon him. Be confident. Be sure. He says, in this I am sure. First Thessalonians chapter 1 verse 6. In this I am confident. I am sure. I am convinced. <laughs> I am fully persuaded that the God who started this work in Reuben he will bring it to, to completion. However long and arduous the struggle may be, it will, I will be completed. I may falter, yes. I, as a human being, I may trip, 
Yes, but the Lord who paid a price for me, he is watching his word. Razuka radege jikara. He is watching his word concerning me. Now put there your name. He's watching his word concerning you in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, and he will do what? He will bring it to pass. Therefore, do not place your confidence in any other thing but in him. And him. Psalm 37 verse 3 says, Trust in the Lord and do good. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. Let us trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Trust in Him. The one who started the good work in you. Psalm 62 verse 8. Trust in Him when? At all times. Write that scripture down. Hmm. Psalm 62 verse 8. Trust in Him when? On Monday only? Okay, then um, maybe on a Thursday. Or uh, maybe on a Sunday when I'm in church and we are worshiping together, and then I can trust him. No, 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 no. Just trust in him when at all times. And pour your heart before him. Why? Because he is a refuge for us. Is a refuge for us in this scafafo that is going on in the future. That's why I'm not scared of the future. I am not scared of the future ever. I do not bother about the future because you know why? I know that he has already gone ahead of me in the future. God has already lived 2022. He's, you think, he's finished. He finished it a long time ago. He's even lived whatever, 20, whatever, 30, 30, 30 something. He has already lived that. <laughs> so I am not bothered. I trust him at all times. Somebody say, Amen. Hallelujah. Raga de Geji Karaba. Proverbs 3 5 says, Trust in the Lord. How? With how? With a quarter of your heart. Mm. This portion, I'll just trust him with the half of it. Then three quarters, I'll trust in the president. Um, one quarter, I'll, tr I'll trust in my member of parliament. Um, then three eighths, I'll trust in my uncle. No, 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 no. All those are useless. All those are useless. I do not trust in any of them. I don't care whether he's the president. He will speak. I will not trust what he says because he's a human being. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. Yes, degrees I have as a thermometer. Yes, I have got money. Yes, I have got That is nothing. Trust in him at all times with all your heart. Hallelujah. Hmm. We finish with Isaiah 26 verse 4. Isaiah 26 verse 4 says, Trust in the Lord when? Forever. Write that down. Isaiah 26 verse 4. Trust in the Lord forever. 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 Why? For the Lord God is an everlasting rock. Mm. Meaning that there are rocks that will wither. There are rocks that will die. There are rocks that will break. But he is an everlasting rock. That is whom, on, on whom you must have your confidence. As we enter into the next half of 2022, as we enter cross over into 2023 and beyond, my confidence will be on the everlasting rock. That is how I future-proof. Do you understand? That's how we future proof. We'll continue with other things tomorrow. 
Father, in the name above every other name, I pray for your children to be confident in you. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, that Claudine will be confident in you, my Father, that Esther D will be confident in you, King of Kings, my Father, that Heavenly Father Jessica will rely on you, that Jolly will rely on you. Apostle Jess, my Father, King of Kings, will, 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 will sink her teeth in you, my Father, Lord, my parents back home in the their old age <laughs> they will still believe in you in the name above every other name to see your goodness in the land of the living oh my little sister judy my father lord she will stand in your word my sister mary will stand on you my father god of glory because they know that you have gone ahead of them in the name of jesus christ the son of the living god mauda will stand on you she will have confidence in you nakimira rachel will have her confidence in you nicola myers will not be threatened by anything she will have her confidence in you her commitment is in you in turmoil and trouble you are with her father lord king of kings you are with olivia olivia i speak power upon you i speak the word of god upon you in the name of jesus christ the son of the living god olivia the lord god is with you i don't know which olivia i'm talking about here but in the name of jesus christ i just feel to just to center on you olivia god is with thee Magariga Dagaji. Just have confidence in him in Jesus' night name. Makadege. Mama Amba. The Lord is with you and your family and your church. Ruth Ambichiri. God is with you in that place right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Have confidence in him. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the Living God, my daughter Sarah. The Lord is with you and your husband and your children. Have confidence in him. Have com not in any man, but in him. In the name of Jesus Christ, 